Blog Talk Radio. I'm not deep. And if my eyes are open and I still can't see, then I must be asleep. 
And if I'm monogamous with someone promiscuous, does it benefit me to creep? And if they showing sex on TV, how in the hell radio gonna have bleeps? Because this is for those peeps that think outside of the box, that think full circle, they can't define where it starts to stop. Because I escape sideways, ace on those that hate, and let them marinate in their fate. Wait, it's bad when the culprit looks like me or in the same skin as me, but can't be duplicated by these powers that be. Because this dome can't be cloned. I'm like Mike Jackson. You got to leave me alone. But if you must, don't stop until you get enough. I've changed the stage to saying like P. Diddy. Oops, I mean Puff. Ain't that some stuff? On these microphones, I spit straight sewage with the flowage, past tense fluids. I got Nike ink pens, so when I write, I just do it. Because this earthly got me fucked up like no tithing, but we paying taxes like the kiss of death lays on the cheeks of these embalmed asses getting cold shoulders from soldiers used to help me move boulders. Went through so much shit when I was young, never knew I'd make it to being older. Mom's gone now, and I can't even hold her. Because all I got is memories, tears, toasted over Hennessy's with these fake cats that pretend to be real. Like sexual harassment... <coughs> I need something that I can feel. Emotions deeper than oceans. Constantly drown my sorrows in dank and cognac potions. Mixture. Misery be like a permanent fixture. For that reason, I compose these ghetto scriptures. Because a bitch be the street name equivalent to King James. Urge you all to turn your flickers into flames. Because a wise man told me through death you see life. And could this be the circle of life? 360 degrees evolving? I reminisce on revolving. 357 degrees. Who knew three degrees was the thin red line? This real life shit, y'all. It's just coincidental that it rhymes. Because this life I live ain't for me, it's for you. And God gave me gray skies so yours can be blue. And when it rains, it pours. And when the wind blows, I'm taking the roof. And you can film this shit if you need proof. And if you heard my hate me now piece, consider this part two. Because most of the cats that's hating on me will take the last from me. But the hate me is blasphemy. And I'm just saying that this has to be some of the illest shit I've ever seen. Fake cats always trying to be down on your team. Trying to stick you for your cream. Then when you catch their ass, they're like, damn, dog. What you mean? And I'm like... <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, pimp, don't play me, my six sister's king. Matter of fact, I'm a hustler, so I'm the background of your scene. I walk slow like Jason, but I blow that ass to smithereens. I bring that funk like Monica with no Listerine. I'm known to blow trees on Peachtree Street while looking for peaches, but also known to take long walks like Jill Scott on hidden beaches. I'm trying to sell out the front rows to the bleachers. 2001 is the year for these spoken word artists, it's also known as the not-for-property peaches. Considered to be a lead, I still pack a heater. I don't give a damn about a three-piece suit. Jeans, Tims, white beaters, and all you cats running your miles like cab meters? How the fuck you gonna question me? Am I my brother's keeper? Because this life I live ain't for me, it's for you. And God gave me great skies so yours can be blue. Peace. <laughs> That's how it's going down today on Roddy Perry Live. The Atlanta Black Film and Theater Festival is going down in Atlanta, and Educated Gangster is a part of that festival. You'll get a chance to check it out. That's right, on October 9th and the 11th, but the festival is going on. Go to atlantabtf.org. This is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We'll be right back. What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian, a housekeeper, a pediatrician. Yeah, that was a third degree boo-boo. A housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper. Good thing I have five-hour energy to keep me going. What will you do with your next five hours? Hey, you, yeah, you, you listen to the show, you're laughing along with Rodney, you listen to the great guests, but you're not sharing it. You need to share this show with somebody special. Find somebody in your life that you love and show them how good you enjoy the show. It's Rodney Perry Live. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it. Yeah. Hey, y'all, we are back in full effect. On the line is one of my friends, 
and uh, she's a friend of the show. She's been on here many times. I, I think we take her for granted because she's so accessible. She's a part of the community. You can catch her, you know, in the hood. You can catch her rubbing elbows with the who's who of Atlanta. She is um, the mayor. When when the mayor is is here and when he's away, the real mayor is got dang on Georgia me. I know that for a fact. I've seen it. I've seen her shaking hands and kissing babies. Georgia me is not a game. Welcome to the show, Miss Georgia me. How you doing, sis? I am wonderful, Rodney. Oh, that is so fun. I am going to run for mayor of Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? So I will be the official official mayor in a few years, maybe about 10, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I am going to run for mayor, but I appreciate that. You, you know what? You got my vote. I'm serious. I know I do. <laughs> I know you, I do. I'm going to tell you why, though, Georgia, because you care. You really care. I love and I love, And I thank God. I thank God that... I do care. I can't even help it. I've just accepted that this is who I am. Astrologically, uh, as far as my destiny, divinity of who I am, I've always been a child that felt the ills and pains of the world. My neighbor, my friend, I just, I've never seen the Green Mile and everybody called me John Coffee. I've never <laughs> seen this movie. But, because <laughs> at first I was a friend, I'm like, just healing people. I was like, nah, I'm thinking big old black brother, where are you? <laughs> What y'all saying about me who talks so long? That's all I remember from the previews. But it, it just, <laughs> it's just what it is. So I'm going to continue to care, and I inspire other people to care and give a damn and know that they do make a difference. If you make a difference in one person's life, you're making a difference. But imagine how much more of a difference you can make if you're affecting thousands and millions, and we do have that type of impact, especially the way Most High has allowed technology to open us up to the world. So why yeah. be scared? Why not be righteous? Why not give a damn? Why not do for your brother and sister? What, what, what would you rather be, the devil or God? It's a choice. It's simple. Wow. Wow. It's that simple. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. Tune in to Rodney Perry Live. Georgia Me is on the line. Uh, Tony Award winning poet. Um, the Atlanta Black Theater Festival is going down. That's atlantabtf.org. And you are part of this production, Educated Gangster 101. First of all, you don't have to do no plays. You you do your thing. You could easily go and do a gig as Georgia Me and probably make more money. Why be a part of this production? Tommy Bottoms. Tommy mm. Bottoms is a visionary. He's a, a master poet, uh, a social pundit, and above all else, he's my friend. And when he came to me and Abyss and Cola Ron, Teresa the Songbird, Malik Salam, him and Malik co-wrote this play and asked us to be a part of his vision, whatever he want to do, and then for it to be of such substance and so needed in our in our culture and our society and world, it's an honor for me to be a part of it. Everything you do can't be about money. Because the reward that God gives you is so much more. And the way that people respond to this play and are grateful that it exists, it's not cliche, it's not average, it's not typical, it is groundbreaking, it's thought-provoking, it's funny, it's entertaining. You know, it, it, it is above and beyond what we've been presented. You know, um, I was telling a friend of mine, can I say shit? Because I heard with, uh, him curse on say the thing. Say, say shit, shit. Okay. say shit, say um, shit, You know, people think, <laughs> They think they got the best steak when they eating shit because they ain't had filet mignon. 
You feel me? Yes, man. And that's what people yes. been eating shit. They've been around eating shit, uh, sirloin tips at best, and they mm-hmm. they eating they eating Chateaubriand. No, shouty, that ain't even it. You know what I'm saying? So we here as the uh, elite, not elitists, but the stellar of our art form the masters of our craft, those who have put in the work and who have the integrity, professionalism, experience, and craft to do this. And for us to only do it two times, Rodney, and we just started this endeavor less than a year ago, for us to be picked up at all these festivals and people want us to come all over the country, that says something about the, the substance and the value of it. And so it is, yeah, it's my honor to be a part of it. And I pray that other people get to play my character. I play Madam T.D. Beautiful, the uh, oh. interim president at Not Turn Attack. Uh, <laughs> and I love I'm, it. And I'm kind of Dr. Ugly's nemesis in the play because I think he's crazy. But a lot of times, you know, when people are genius and have vision, the world thinks they're crazy. And, um, it's just it's, it's 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 about his mission to improve our culture. To as he, he will tell you, you know, socially re-engineer the new nigger for the new millennium, because there's been a devised plan to keep us marginalized, to keep us in a box, to keep us controlled, and that's not who we are as a people. We are the people who create for everybody. We are the people who break down barriers. We're the people who fight the system. And we've been we've been we've been um closed down. We've been shut down. All, and I I mean, this is my personal opinion. This ain't got nothing to do with that other little educated gangster. I feel like people forgot that they black and that we mm. have to be beyond we, we forgot we forgot we have to be beyond good. We have to be better than most. We have to give our absolute best. We 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 applaud bad behavior in our community now. Never was that the case. We applaud as excellence and people doing their best and having righteousness. Not these demons out here who getting all this attention and love and not even love, just admiration because they got material things. We valuing the wrong things. So as far as black people, we want to bring back the integrity, the righteousness, not perfection, the righteousness, the the uh, the the love of, of us achieving. You know what I'm saying? We really become crabs in the barrel. We don't. If somebody's smart, that's like a bad word. No, my my coochie only get hot for smart men. You understand me? And we need <laughs> our sisters to stop giving uh, coochie to dumb brothers. You understand me? That has got to stop because that's why they keep perpetuating. That's why they keep growing. And it's our fault. So quit giving coochie. <laughs> and, and we address that in the play, too. There are so many things that are addressed in this play. You can't even imagine. It's like, wow, they really touched on so many of our social ills, but with solutions. With solutions. So, okay, you know, I get to talking right now. You know, you got to no, stop. Hey, you know what? I don't want to stop you because you're right. But, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it's amazing that you guys are attacking so many, so many real real topics. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say that for Tommy because I, I know I got him coming on in a few minutes. Let's do this, George Me, I got you on the line. Hang on. I got a bit. Mm-hmm. I already played a, a little bit of a bit, but I got I to gotta play this because I was I was there. When the when when you rock this piece and you smash it on the Monique show, so I pulled this sound beat because I, I just remember being there and watching you in all your glory just destroy this piece. The name of the piece is Ghetto Bell, as performed on the Monique show. Y'all check this out, Georgia. Yeah. I 
few years ago, I had the pleasure of attending a groundbreaking show on Broadway called Death Poetry Jam. There was a sister there whose words totally captivated me. She's here tonight to perform the poem, Ghetto Bell. Please welcome the soulful and insightful Miss Georgia Mean. My man said I was a little too ghetto. Said my slumness I just couldn't let go. He liked me, but his requirements I hadn't met though. Then he realized my mind traveled from Vine City to Soweto. Blessed with little limitation, knowing my location had very little indication of my elevation. Understanding my relation to black, Greeks, and Haitians shows my worldly view. Though the times I have been outside the dirty south was less than two. I'm a ghetto bell. I'm a seeker of heaven, though I have dwelled with those of hell. Love to sleep with the constant busting of shells. Awakened by the blowing train on the rails. I will be successful, though the world expects for me to fail. I'm a Georgia peach, a Grady baby, a southern bell. I was raised to say yes, ma'am. Respect my elders. I know how to eat at the table. I want you to open my door, help with my coat, take my bags if you're able. God bless me with a mind that is somewhat stable, so just because I'm from the hood doesn't mean you can feel my head with faith. Yeah, I say shout to everyone I know. Learn to pop that ass at the age of nine, not for cash. Just for show. And just because I can break it all the way down don't mean I'm a pro. I chop up words when I talk a country ghetto flow. I speak proper English and speak to the city, oh. Make sure we understand the rolling of my dough. You see, the system is determined to keep a chick pole. Don't underestimate I'm not the so-called average Negro. See, I know it hurts the ego to see. I'm not what some believe me to be. A cracked out unemployed criminal who drains society. Instead, before you stand the queen, one whose mind is serene, understands my lineage is supreme. When I step on the scene, I actually beam. Or set off a glow. Where when around don't think or believe, they know. That chick is a... Whether rocking a snatchback ponytail, afro puff, or nappy twist. To give a good god dang if a hater tries to diss. You hate me because you ain't me, my ass you can kiss. I try to keep a gentle nature, but if I get pissed. Yo, face, I'm a bust with my fist. To those that hit, I blow a kiss. See, I know through my wounds, all things come to exist. You know why, you know why, you know why. Hey, hey, cause I'm a ghetto From this dirty, so I don't mess around. I got so much game, they call me Georgia Me. I bring the light so my folks can see that you are not weak, but oh, so strong. Letting everybody know what's going on. Shout to my people, baby, just hold on. If you're feeling me, come on and sing along. Oh, Cause I'm a ghetto, baby. 
tell you something. If we were still on, you would have been I on know. another five or six times. <laughs> I know. I know. And I yeah. hate it. I'm like, dang. But that's my favorite performance of all the times I've been on TV ever because y'all said, do you, for the, the producers to go find a video of me in Kansas City with this all-white band killing it and that being represented. That's that's shown in the show. We we definitely do that in the show. Teresa the Songbird with her amazing ability and you know bird can do everything and mm-hmm. i mean the band is rocking like we do it we do we show all aspects of how this spoken word thing has been uh diversified diversified and innovated you know because a, a bitch coming up and you know he do everything you know he missed oh, everything no, <laughs> you know what that that's a great segue for me uh welcome to the show um i've had the pleasure of watching this brother like you know when he don't know i was watching you know how you see people, George, I mean, you'd be like, yo, that goes my man over there. And, you know, he'd be with yeah. his family. You know, he got the, you know, the, he got the little boy. They'd be dressing a little boy like him, you know, with the funky fresh haircut and the little cute fly little jeans. You know, he'd be looking fly. He'd be being a father and a husband. And, and I'd be like, yo, this dude is really living his words. Welcome to the show, Abyss. What's up, dog? What's happening? What's happening, Rodney? What up, George? I, 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 didn't, I didn't blow you <laughs> up, boy. I ain't blow you up, uh, Hey, it, it's a lot to live up to, but like I said, to whom much is given, much is required, baby. Man, I, I, played, I played one of your pieces earlier, and, uh, man, you, you're just a fabulous poet. I've had an opportunity to watch you. And one thing with being friends with y'all is y'all give me the truth. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a sheep. I'm, I'm, I'm regular, everyday people, okay? So I be falling for the okey-doke sometimes. And Georgia will be quick to pull me back like, Rodney, that was some bullshit, okay? <laughs> 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 she gonna give you. She gonna give it to you. The truth. She gonna give you <laughs> so raw. So man, this cast is crazy. Just, just you, George, me, and and uh, Tommy Bottoms is enough. <laughs> I mean, it's enough. So you telling me y'all got all these other talented people? Uh, the, the 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 quick easy question is what made you you want to be a part of it and and share your talents in this piece. I think um, the, the the piece wrote itself, mm-hmm. and with us being on the grind like how it is, it's kind of, you know we I, I came up with the comedians, and that's how we learned how our hustle was. But you got all of these juggernauts. We had the possibility or the room to have a whole lot of ego, but there's a whole lot of humility there as well. And we realized we the and ones of our league. Mm. Period. Wow. And if not us, who else? And we can't talk about what somebody else is doing if we ain't doing it. So, hey, hey, you know, when, you know I mean, it, 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 it's a no-brainer. I was like, hey, you got who? Oh, I'm in. <laughs> I'm good. I know, right? <laughs> it's man, all like man. the super friends. <laughs> dude, dude, when I'm reading about it, I'm like, this is the superhero. This is the X-Men of poetry. Y'all so, this this cast is crazy, you know. This cast is crazy. Uh, Tamika, G A M E Harper, you got <laughs> Abyss, Malik Salam, Teresa the Songbird, yeah. Cola Rum. Man, okay. So let's tell people about it. Okay, Educated Gangster 101 is a funny and thought-provoking stage play that infuses spoken word, live music to engage in an in-depth ad- examination of the cultural evolution. 
and or de-evolution of the post-Jim Crow crack generation. Um, talk to me about that generation and, and how uh, at risk they are. Uh, George, me, you first. Well, we weren't aware of the impact of certain uh, cultural norms that had been created as far as, like, you know, it's called twerking now, but I've been grinding my book butt up on board since I was 12 years old. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't aware of the impact of being called a bitch in every song that women would one day believe they should be called that. I didn't understand mm. that, you know, cause I, but I also had balance. While they only have this now, I had Goody Mob. I had KRS-One. I had Public Enemy. I had Yo-Yo. I had Queen Light Fever. I had MC Light. I had examples of, even with Kim, Kim was sexually liberating. You know what I'm saying? So it mm-hmm. wasn't... You a whore, you a whore. It's, I'm screwing these brothers. I run this. This is my spot. You understand me? So exactly. it's a different mind state. And we've allowed it to be, uh, we've allowed it to just go into the, the most gutter place it could go and not be accountable to our children or giving them an example or correcting them that it's not okay for someone to call you out your name. I understand the song, but don't, no man, excuse that double nigga, no man calls me out my name. Only gay men call me to be where and my homegirl. You can't even be no random woman <laughs> calling me a bitch. Right. Do you understand right, me? Wow. Yeah. And it's it's unacceptable that we've allowed all of these things and then want to blame the music industry or blame these artists who are just trying to eat. You feel me? But yeah. if we only if we only go crazy for the ratchet and don't support financially the righteous, then we can't say shit. So wow. that's my take on it. Uh, a bitch. <laughs> you you are, you are, you, are, you got it. You I, but but let me let me give you this to a bitch. You a father, mm-hmm. you know. So exactly. As a as a black man and a father, you know, what do you see as the plight of this generation? As I, I mean, when you look at Trayvon Martin, you look at um, what's going on in Ferguson. Our, our young men are under attack. Like, uh, how is educated gangster designed to help those guys? Um, I think uh, Dre 3000 said it best. He said, everybody with dreads ain't for the cause, and everybody with goals ain't for the fall. Mm-hmm. So before we can judge these books, we got to at least read the preface, and we got to mm-hmm. bridge the gap between the elders and the and the young ones. And that happened on our watch. That fell on us. Mm-hmm. We, we was the Reaganomic babies, and we were the product of the golden era of hip-hop. We made the most money we ever could in the 90s. And then we don't even see what is a man to gain all of that, and we lose our soul in it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like we, 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 yeah, we making a lot of money, but damn, where's your culture at? Amen. Like, like, let's talk about that. Let, let's talk uh-huh. about that because you know, I, I think, and y- y'all tell me what y'all think about this, man. We, we about to really get real, you know, because the, the great thing about having a conversation with, with poets. Is you guys are by default socially conscious? You know, you you are hard pressed to find a poet that's that's shallow, you know. And so the, the way I think, see it, I know, I know. I see. I told you she gonna tell me every time. Like, Girl, I got a, I got fifty of them right here. I can call. So, but, but 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 I I think I think we are still suffering the repercussions of the crack epidemic. So um, they, they 
grown now, though. You know, they right, grown. Right. All these right. crack babies is grown. They twenty. They twenty two, twenty three, mm-hmm. twenty four. They grown, mm-hmm. and so they're they're mentally unstable. You know, they're. Mm-hmm. I, I I think you know. I think some of them grew big. Like like we don't know what LeBron mom was doing. You tell me that ain't. <laughs> Don't don't do that. Don't do that. You you tell me that ain't one dude stood up and said, you know, that's my little son. Not one dude. It, so may, maybe it's been some good people come out of the crack, but I think that that thing we're still. I'm I'm sorry for cracking a joke, but <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> do you guys think that we that, that that the crack epidemic of the early '90s is still in play now, and how? Do we find those solutions as we move forward? Okay, I want to say this right quick. I know some wonderful crack babies, and I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> but seriously, I don't think that the crack necessarily. I feel like some of them are super kids. You know what I'm saying? Because they had to, um, they had to fight from the womb. You feel me? I think it's see about that, us empowering that, us. That. Okay, I, I, I think. I think I think it's it's basically we we have to get told what our history is instead of us like really just wholeheartedly feeling and congregating because we don't have a rites of passage as black men. So a lot of times, you know, we, we we feel like we just go through life like, hey, we don't have a bar mitzvah for black guys or whatever, you know. But yeah, you know, right it's something that we're not doing culturally because our earth god was taken out the home, and that's the the, mm-hmm. the male. And like you say, we begged to fight in the wars in the 60s. 70s, we went and fought the wars but came back drugged out. 80s, we got welfare reform. 1990s, uh, now we got baby daddy epidemic. 2000, that's the mm. lick. And wow. now, come on, you, we've been dealing with baby mama drama since Abraham. Uh-huh. So think about it. When you're following God, when you're told to sacrifice these things, nobody knows what your cross is, but we got all got a gavel, though. Yeah, And so when we look at that, I don't look at nobody's um, art as less than mine. What I look at is that we don't have the balance because you could have been too live crew, too short, talking about bitch, and then you could have went over here and you could have heard p- uh, Public Enemy. But now yeah. it's kind of like, lay it down, spread it like eagle. Like, you know, it's everything yeah. is damn degrading. And then when you hear this, you can't even listen to this stuff with your kids. Right. Now, now, and now, it's like, are, damn, are you guys? Know. Are you guys that balanced though? Are our poets that balanced? Is Georgia Me is a business? Tommy Bottoms, are you that balanced? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're that balanced because here, here's the thing: where I, where I might not hear some ratchet stuff, I might come down to Georgia's and we listening to it, and Georgia explaining this to us. You feeling? Okay. You feeling me? Like, we can all learn from. So it don't like we look at something better than that. It'll be like, yo, Georgia, what does, uh, what that mean? And then it's like, well, what he's saying is, <laughs> what he's saying is, wait, you got to make wait, a left at wait, MLK wait a and then go wait, ahead. Wait, wait a so Georgia is the translator of, of my translator. <laughs> Washingtonian. <laughs> Let me tell you. See, see, see. The thing is, I'm, 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 ra- I'm righteous, but I love to get ratchet, or so I'm ratchet. You know, it's a different level, <laughs> and so I'm able to translate and transcend both worlds. 
sense. You feel me? And, right. Um, and I think that that's part of the dynamic of being a black person in America anyway, no matter where you're from, no matter what it is, is a duality, period, all the time. I'm surprised most black people ain't schizophrenic because we, we, we adjust and adapt to every surrounding to survive. You feel me? And I feel like... We're not just the, you know, the balance. We're a whole nother part of culture that needs to be exalted and recognized. We are the, we are the, 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 the core of rap. We are the core of every song. It is poetry. Every good book is great poetry. Every great speaker from our president to Martin Luther King is a poetic speaker. That's why you're captivated. Your favorite teacher will slick with it. Your favorite preacher know how to bring it to you. That is poetry. So we are a whole entity in ourselves. That has to be recognized, respected, and that's why we show the innovation. That's why we show the diversity of us doing things like Educated Gangster 101 or Abyss has his acoustic garden or you have Tamika Festival or you have uh, Queen Sheba's Below the Radar or you have Jessica Caramore in Detroit doing Black Women Rock. You know, we are all over the place. You have Malik Salam with his movies. We have web series that show how great we are with this pen and how mighty it is. But we've right. been um, quieted, you know, like we, we intimidate so many factions of entertainment. You know, mm-hmm. people like you, Rodney, who are great aren't intimidated. Great. But, you know, other brothers be like, no, nah, I don't want that poet open for me. <laughs> you know Right. Don't want him to shut it down without music. (laughs) Real talk. Rappers, singers, we catch it all over the place. I'm like, don't be scared. Get better, nigga. Excuse me. But you know know what I'm saying? You know what they told me, Rodney? They was like, yo, when I came out with the comedians, they were like, yo, he don't tell jokes. Okay, he tell, a, he tell a few jokes, but he's a poet. Okay, you get over here to the poets. Uh, well, you're not spoken word. So I had to adjust to all of this. So then you go into the open mics. All they did, they made this monster, but this this is all part of the walk. So when they made this monster and you done went through all of these genres of music, it's kind of like you become the teaching student in a sense. You'd be like, oh, you think you see that? No, 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 no. Boy, I was at, I was on Death Poets, and I still was at the job. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the people in TV ain't real. Shake it. And then you become, you don't realize that people are using you to, to learn off, to, to uh-huh. learn from. That's a great and, place. That's a great place. Hold it hold it right there, Abyss. I got Abyss okay. on the line. I got my girl Georgia Me on the line. The name of the, of the project is Educated Gangster 101. Let me tell y'all something. Do yourself a favor. Go check it out. It's going down. Um, of course, right now the Atlanta Black Theater Festival is happening. That's ATLBTF.org. But you can go see the Educated Gangster 101 and check them out on their website, educatedgangster101.com. They got a Facebook page, Educated Gangster 101. And up next, we bring on the man that uh, uh, co-penned this project, put it on a piece of paper, and, and also made the phone calls to get it to happen. Uh, man, one of, my, one of my favorite poets, he goes by the name of Tommy Bottoms. He got a raspy voice, and he get it in on so many levels. Hey, check him out right here. This is Tommy Bottoms, name of the piece is Crime Page. I love this. This is one of my favorite joints. Y'all stay right there. This is Roddy Perry. You're on Roddy Perry Live. I see my nine to five grinders be weighing heavy on my mind. You can see them two 15-minute breaks and a half-hour lunches don't be enough. So when I go home, I'll be ready to relax my dome and unwind and let my mind release by burning some green trees wrapped in a brown leaf. So my way home to the crib, I hit the weed spot, give me a $20 bag of that gunfire, and hit the liquor store, get a box of fillers and two tall cans of Budweiser. 
Now, one day I'm sitting at the crib smoking a split, sipping my bruise, and I happen to be flipping past the NBC Nightly News, and I see this police chief giving some speech about he setting up some crime task force committee to help crack down on crime in the city, and at the end of his little soliloquy, he had the nervous say that he wanted to send a message out to the people that crime don't pay. Now, that's a bunch of bullshit. Because not only is it cliche to say that crime don't pay, but that's like a 400-pound fat man trying to jump a fence. It just doesn't make sense. See, crime is big business. Just look how many people who are employed by the judicial system, from the CEOs to the POs to the prosecuting attorneys to the bailiffs to guard the juries, the courtroom stenographer, the crime scene photographer, the 911 dispatcher, the fire clerks, the phone tappers, and can't forget about the forensic science to do the lab test, the people who manufacture the bulletproof vest, the ATF, the FBI, and the DEA. And if crime would have stopped tomorrow, all these people would be out of work the very next day. See, crime is just as important to the economy as any other commodity. See, when the crime rate does go down, how often does the police department lay off some of his officers? See, since crime is big business, they just get the politicians to create more laws to create more criminals. So they come up with some little slick shit like a seatbelt law with a cute catchphrase like click with a ticket and they claim they want to save lives. But the truth is, they just want to get off in the nigga business see what he's doing off in his ride. You know, hopefully they catch him riding dirty with some weed, stashing seats, a ride with a suspended license, doing a little drinking and driving, but... If you really want to cut down on drinking and driving, then why isn't it required that you have to take a breathalyzer before you leave the bar or the club? Because see, they're ready for you to get off in the streets and have to deal with the police, and that's how they maintain their job security. And these correctional facilities turning niggas into modern-day slaves, they paying a way below the minimum wage. So they pay a prisoner 15 cents now to press out your license plate. But when you go to the DMV, it costs you two or $300 for them exact same license plates. So don't tell me that crime don't pay, because every other day they shut down school because of city budget cuts, but when was the last time you heard of a prison going bankrupt? Then they got these fucked up cocaine laws where they give you two years for powder and ten years for rock, but the truth is they don't ever want to see the dope game stop. Because see, a drug is a drug. Whether it's crack or Prozac. They got these little children addicted to the Ritalin, but you never see no pharmaceutical company being portrayed as no villain. I mean, whether they made all the legal drugs illegal. You had niggas making rap videos about how they stand on the corner slinging nicotine patterns and serving up eight balls of Demerol and slinging keys of Viagra all the way to Florida to Alaska. But see, that's never going to happen. Because see, rich white folks have never allowed themselves to be given the same status some ghetto crack addict. See, prisons are built for the poor and uneducated. That's why they represent more than 90% of the population that's incarcerated. See, half of them don't care they slaves, the other half don't know. So prison just becomes a revolving door for the unskilled and the poor, which just creates more job security for the CEOs, the wards, and the criminal defense lawyers. And even the district attorney got his hand inside the case, prosecuting cases of people he know are innocent just to get them caught up in the system. Because, see, prison is big business. There's more people in prison in America than anywhere else in the world, yet this is supposed to be the land of the free. See, can't nobody tell me that crime don't pay. I mean, what if you're a criminal defense lawyer, you make six figures a year, do you really want to see crime go away? Hell no. You'd rather see people living in poverty because poverty breeds crime. The more crime means the bigger the house, the bigger the boat, and the better the Rolex watch. And while the kids get to go off to college, poor kids go off to the school of hard knocks. Now, I'm all about peace, but fuck the police, especially chief police, this bullshit speaks about how crime don't pay. Because pretty soon there won't be nobody left to lock up, then what? You just left with a fucked up nation, the police all patrol on one big plantation, everybody just sitting around waiting for another emancipation proclamation like it's 1863. See, everything I see leads me to believe that there's a very thin line between breaking the law and being the law because, see, laws are made to be broken. So you can't tell me some of these judicial officials ain't secretly hoping that niggas don't open up their eyes and realize that the only way to beat the system is to stay out of the system. So I'm no longer giving them shit. I'm going to make sure I stay legit because I don't belong in no prison. So the next time a cop pulls me over, I better tell them to 
suck on these nine inches to get fucked with no foreplay. Because I understand the game and I know that crime pays. And I know this is the land of the thief and the home of the slave. And I know America got a million and one ways to get paid. So the last thing I'm trying to hear is a motherfucker tell me that crime don't pay. Man, they write history books about crooks. From Jesse James to John Dillinger, man, they was notorious gunslingers. And when John Gotti died, they marched through the city like he was some type of slain world leader. And these drug dealers go out and buy Mercedes and Lexus. But nobody ever asked Mercedes and Lexus to forfeit 20% of their profit because 20% of their product was bought with drug money. They don't give a shit where the money come from. Just keep it coming. That's how the economy works. Buying and selling. So it doesn't matter if it comes from a college graduate or a two-time felon. So Mr. Chief of Police, I have to disagree with your bullshit speech. The crime don't pay. Because if no people no longer sell dope, steal, and rob, your ass will be out of a fucking job. And I bet you change what you got to say because you already know that crime definitely pays. Peace on that, y'all. Wow. Hey, y'all, it's Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. That was the man himself, Tommy Bottoms. What's up, Tommy? Welcome to the show, bro. What's up, brother? What's happening with you? Man, um, Educated Gangster 101 is in full effect. It goes down October 9th, October 11th to Porter Sanford Performing Arts Community Center, 3118 Rainbow. That's right there in Decatur, where it's greater. Man, uh, I talked to Abyss. Talk to George and me. They're still on the line, but I want to talk to you in the clear, man. Um, okay. This this piece originated from a piece that you were doing. Am I right? Yeah. The 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 it, it was a, a piece called Educated Gangster, and uh, and I guess my ego said let's turn a, a, a three minute poem into a two hour play. <laughs> so <Wow. laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> nice but, no, but, nice. but it also extended from a, another a bigger broader conversation. Uh, me and my me and my man Malik Salam was also part of the cast. Um, we're having about uh, having this dialogue um, about uh, the nigga experience, you know. And I think Abyss was kind of touching on it when I when I came in on the line um, and talking about that evolution over the last twenty five thirty years, and and being able to speak from this point of view um, and say, okay, after twenty five years, we've kind of seen where we're at. But we, the people who are quote unquote speaking on our behalf are not really speaking from this generation's perspective, in my opinion. And when I say this generation, I mean this crack generation, this nigga generation, um, everything that that's come. If you were, if you was born in if you was black and you was born, you know, in the in the early seventies, maybe in even the, the very very late sixties, you part of this nigga experience. You know, you're part of this gangster experience, this, this gangster culture, this nigga culture, and I mean nigga with the A at the end. You know what I mean? Like, it's this whole new thing out here, and I don't think it's being addressed not on, on, the, on the the larger platform, and, and that's what we wanted to create with Educated Gangster 101. Uh, Educated Gangster 101, uh, you, you take us on this ride. You got people like George and me involved, people like Abyss involved. How important was it for you to get your peers in on this project? Oh, it was. It, it couldn't have been done without them. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. You know, from the very beginning, when I when I when I talked to everybody, we got everybody in the same room. It's the first thing I said, this can't happen without y'all. You know, ain't no ain't no plan B. It's 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 us or nobody. You know what I'm saying? And all these folks that's involved. They're there for very specific reasons, not just for their work, but for who they are in the community, who they are, uh, how people respect them. Everybody in, in this on this cast is 
I mean, like I said, it couldn't happen. It could, it, it would be impossible. You know what I'm saying? And, and anybody, with, you know, as far as involved with the first show from behind the scenes, you know, and the chaos it took to pull it off, nobody could have pulled it off but these these six people. You know what I'm saying? Because it, this is this is what this is what ten thousand hours looks like. You know, and 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 that's what I try to tell people. This is this is this is ten years of work, twenty hours a week for ten years. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and when we got up on that stage, we was able to show up and show out. We didn't even have the whole play. Everybody had their piece because everybody's been busy. Everybody's got stuff they're doing. So as we were working up and rehearsing for this thing, you know what I'm saying? Everybody just had their own little piece of the puzzle. We hadn't gone through the whole joint until we did it the first time on that stage. So everybody at the same time, the audience and everybody on that stage saw the, what was it supposed to be at the exact same time. And that couldn't wow. have happened with nobody else except for the people I had. That, and that's true professionalism. It's true people who are truly mastered their craft. When you say this is what you need to do and this is the parts you need to play and this is your piece of the puzzle and you show out with your piece of the puzzle and the whole thing going to come together and you're going to see, oh, it's, you know, I see what it is now. You know what I mean? And that, and I, 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 what nobody else could have did it but these these six people, you know, on, that was on that stage. So I appreciate all of them. It's Educated Gangster 101. It goes down October 9th and 11th to Porter, Porter Sanford Performing Arts Center. And this is part of the uh, Atlanta uh, Black Black uh, Theater Festival. Um, yes, yes, it you is. Guys, you guys are getting inundated with festivals and stuff all over the country. And y'all kind of the dream team. Y'all the Atlanta dream team, man. This is nice. <laughs> I won't say the dream team, but I, I, let's just say Bulls '96. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I say, hey, let me tell you something. The Bulls '96 was not a game, though. Georgia, man. You know. Uh, yeah. What's it like? What's it like to be on this dream team? Uh, of course, um, you know, t- Tommy. Tommy is a, a awesome poet. Somebody you respect, and uh, to go on this ride with him, you in the best, man. Um, I mean, tell him how y'all feel about him. How, how you feel about Tommy Barnes? Let me tell you, what, what what happened is we know Tommy is capable of anything. And, you know, Tommy does have an ego, but it's one thing to not only have an ego, but back it up and beyond. When I tell you that chair turned around and Sidney Portier, Cheetah Washington showed up, shouted. <laughs> we, were like, we were like, what's going on? He was on? all on stage like, Damn. <laughs> Everybody, you know that the vision that Tommy had, we all believed in, and and is and we know how important it is to him. We know that he has integrity. We we are a, a, a bunch of artists who who push each other. We know steel sharp and steel, and I I, it, I can't be a part of anything mediocre or anything half ass. So it was, I know that he won't be either. So it was it, it was a no brainer. To, to work with him, to, to watch this play develop, to see everybody find a moment. I mean, he allowed us to do whatever, any moments we find, anything we want to write, anything we want to put in, any things that we think that will make the production better. It has been an all-inclusive um, effort. And so we love, we, we, we mess with Mr. Bottoms a long way. And I, 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 I hope... <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, I hope you know this ain't just the United States. We got people Australia and New Zealand who want this production. You feel me? Wow. So yes. this is going places. Now l- l- let me ask you this, Tommy. Because mm-hmm. I know all of y'all individually are like these great artists. Is there strength in numbers? Oh, definitely. That's like, and that's what I, I think. That's what the the the, the initial draw was. You, like when you even said it, you know, before when people saw the flyer and they saw the lineup, they was like, "Oh, if this ain't nothing but two hours of poetry, it's gonna be dope." But I don't know what it's gonna be. But that <laughs> right. was the thing. Um, <laughs> It was that was the thing. It was the lineup. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, if I don't come see anything but just them individually doing some poems, I got my money's worth. You know what I'm saying? And that's and I think that's what that that speaks to everybody's uh, uh, body of work. And when, like I said, when, when you when Voltron comes together, you know what I'm saying? That's basically what it was. Let's let's take all these great folk and 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 with that it, it builds the platform makes the platform that much bigger, you know what I'm saying? And I think, like I said, this was, this was, you know, ATL, like, you, I, you know, you can say I'm saying Bulls 96. That's just my thing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's Bulls 96 type of thing. Because really, Bulls it. 96 was, it was everybody had, everybody was great, and everybody had a role to play. That's sure. what made the Bulls great. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't Got just it. because it was Michael Jordan on the team, but you, even if it's Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr could shoot the three. He's like, look, I'm not Michael Jordan, but you give me the ball behind this behind this stripe, and I'm, I'm going to do my – you know what I'm saying? If you if you Dennis Rodman, I get rebounds. This is what I do. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to shoot 30, uh, uh, 30 points a game. You know, and it's, 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 that, it's that whole idea of, of – individual greatness, you know what I'm saying? You pull it all together, and then you have this Phil Jackson guru dude, you know, who made the egos, you know, work together. But, that, you know, but we, we don't need that. We all family. We all did. We didn't all been, we just slept on couches, and we've been in four-star hotels together, you know what I mean? So right. we, we just seen it all together over the last 10 years. So, so is, 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 Red, is Red some of y'all Phil Jackson? She's she's coming along. Yes, she is. Yes, she <laughs> yeah. is. And, 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 and you know what? And that, and that's a difficult position for her to be in because there's so many strong personalities in in this project. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to it's hard to just tell. You know, it's hard to walk up to Michael Jordan and be like, "Hey, man, this is what I need you to do." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but to be able to do that, like I, when we come, when folks see this next joint, you're gonna see. Um, what it looks like when Kobe wins the championship and he still go in the gym and shoot a hundred free throws. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about just okay, we won the we won the championship. You you still get better. There's still always room for growth and there's still always room for work. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're gonna see on the ninth and the eleventh. You're gonna see that we ain't just sit down and say, All right, we got something, let's you know, let's see how we can we can shape and morph this thing in the sucker, this this gear this is this is bigger than us at this point. You know what I'm wow. saying? So we have no time to rest. You know what I'm saying? We have no time to just say, "All right, we good." Because just like from the first one, people expected a lot, and when you yeah. when your expectations are high, then you got to show up. You know what I'm saying? And and, well, and well, I'm, y'all I'm, y'all, I'm, y'all, y'all been showing up. The reviews is crazy. It's educatedgangster101.com. You can check them out on Facebook at educatedgangster101 as well. And uh, man, and the Ugly Truth Radio on Twitter. I got I got that. I don't know if that's accurate. But look, let, let's do this. Let's do this, Tommy uh, Abyss. 
uh, George and me. Y'all hang on. I'm, I got some calls, man. The lines is blowing up. People want to talk to y'all. Uh, this one, this one of my boys. I'm about to go to Korea and do a run in Korea. You know, for uh, for the uh, military bases out there. Daniel Dugar, what's up, baby? Hey, man, what's going on, Rod? Hey, I've been listening. You know what? I have never heard of you brothers before or your poetry until I've been listening to this show. And I commend you, cats. I salute you, cats, uh, 110%, because sometimes you got to take it to somebody else's level to elevate them to your level. This is my question. Uh, educated gangsters. Now, you know, we all we, we, we all and grew up in the hood in a whole nine and went to school in a whole nine. Some graduated, some of us didn't. You know what I'm saying? Now I got homies that would sit up here and ridicule me on some of the things that I talk about on stage and I went to school with them using the word nigga and this and that and that and, 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 and whatnot. So I'm saying that how do you guys pull in and how do you get those brothers and sisters in that quote unquote black folks that feel that they are above just the terminology of gangster to bring them in and educate them from a level of what you guys trying to do with the poetry and basically saying, hey, the playing field is even if 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 you bring them in. Because some folks some folks will, will wild out when you just use certain words like, oh man, gangster, you know, that's it that has a negative connotation to it and whatnot and whatnot. But what y'all speaking about and what's in the poetry is really what folks need to dial in. So let me ask, do you guys have issues or or problems or do you even have a formula to reach those folks to bring them in to get re-educated on what y'all what y'all bring to the people. All right, to be honest, hey. the, the gangster the gangster part is probably the least of our word because the word nigga gets thrown around a whole lot. Um, but I, I I know what you mean. But just to tackle the word gangster, gangster is is just like the word nigga. It means different things to different people. Gangster in this term is 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 more of it, it speaks to that generation, like you just said, um, the post Jim Crow. Gangster also just like it can mean traditional gangster like Al Capone or Big Meech. It's also kind of like we say dope is good, gangster. Oh, that's a gangster. That's good. It's just part of the. It's become part of the culture. So it's, it's right, a, right. You know, right. It's, it's, it's beyond just that word. And it, and it's the same way with the word nigger. And the word nigger, and we, when we talk about it as well, yeah, the word nigger has a very long history with black people in, in America in general. But it's also this new thing, post-Jim Crow, this other thing, nigga, meaning, you know, it still can mean exactly what it means, and it can mean that's my nigga, that's my homie, or I'm tired of nigga shit, you know, or it can mean a whole lot of things. And we and we try to tackle that word um, mm-hmm. on, on all those different angles in the play. And like I said, well, the, in, in, you know, if you get a chance, go to natonatech.net and you'll get an idea of what we're talking about because the overall goal is to intellectualize the word to have so we can have these conversations about a word that has a long history that has evolved, you know, and, and have an open and honest conversation because the, at, the, at the very base of it, the word nigger is, describes a social dynamic. You know, you have white privilege and you have the nigger. And 
it's a it's a very specific social dynamic that is particular to America, and we can't have a discussion about anything until we can, you know, whether you educated or whether you just a hood nigga that goes to prison. A nigga is a nigga is a nigga. So those same black folks who who are uncomfortable, this is who that play is for. You know what I'm saying? Just as much as it's for the the hood nigga to come hear something else, it's also for the quote unquote bougie nigga to understand. We all, we all got off on the same boat. You now, know Tommy, what I'm Tommy, Tommy, let me throw this out there. Let me let me throw this out yeah. there, because I, mean, I, 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 you know, they've been having this conversation is really gaining some steam now. Of course, the NFL has some new nigga rules, and and um, I'm glad you recognize what it is. That's exactly what it is. And so, so I, I, I'm definitely in tune with that. But there's a there's a slice of our country that this this is this is the problem as I see it with the word nigga. Whether it's N I G G A or N I G G E R or N I G G A R D, however you know, motherfucker, want to mix it up. This is this is what I see, and, I, and I'm bringing you back in, Georgia, me and you, Abyss. Um, this is what I see as a problem with the word nigga. There is no retort. There is no word that you, as a black person, if somebody decides to shoot that word at you with venom, there is no retort. There is no word that I can say in retaliation that could hurt as much. So I think that's what's that's what's keeping the word. Um, that's how come it maintains its venom so many years down the line. Now, have we taken control of the word and redefined the word? Absolutely. But there's a slice of our community, the, the older brothers and sisters, that's 50, 60, 70 years old, that's like, yo, nigga is nigga. I don't care how you spell it. It's fucked up. I tell you what I went through. So what do you say to those people that that, that tell you that, yo, dude, this shit still hurts? He's right, and she's right. And, and, you know and, what I mean? And, and, and go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and, and, and it speaks to that very social dynamic that I'm talking about. It, it, it's not going to change as far as that social dynamic will always be there. But to pretend that the word hasn't evolved, and, and that doesn't mean that it, it loses what that original meaning is. But it's taken on these other, just like I just said with the word gangster. You know, just like the word, take a word like the, something as simple as the word bad. If I say all oh, that chick is bad, well, there was a time, you know, in our in our evolving words, bad can mean good, mm-hmm. you know. But there was a time where bad meant exactly meant it meant bad, and so language changes. You know what I'm saying? Um, people stay the same, and the times change, though. You know what I'm saying? So that that person who still feels that, that there's a sting to that word, that is absolutely true. And actually, a business character pimp named Felonious Nigga actually makes that very point that. You you know uh, you if you call a black person, um, you call a white person a cracker, a honky, peck of wood, it doesn't bother them because that's not the social dynamic. Yeah, the don't hurt. Dynamic, they've, never, yeah. they've never been in that position of oppression, so it's not going to affect them the same way. And that's why we are the niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because we it speaks to a very specific group. Whether you whether you would want to be called a Negro, a black. Afro-American, anything that we've decided to be called over the last hundred years, the one word that's always been consistent is nigger. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we have to have that conversation about the actual social dynamic. The social dynamic, as long as it's the same white privilege and you have this underclass 
or this this group of people who represent the underclass. You know what I'm saying? Because once once Obama takes off his suit or he takes off his title, he's part of the nigger underclass regardless of what he where how educated he is. You know what I'm saying? A white person on the street, whether they whether they whether whether uh you know, they will always be part of the white privileged class, whether they acknowledge it or not, whether they feel they benefit from it or not. You know what I'm saying? You see example I gotta I gotta go, but whether just like the well, real quick with the the the, the you seen this this kid who got shot in, in in the Walmart, I think it was in Ohio, and he was carrying around a BB gun, right? And the cops came in and shot him. And at the time they shot him, he wasn't even holding that BB gun. Now, this very same time in the, in this country's history, not too in the last few months, you've been seeing these white folks walking into Applebee's because they're making some point about the Second Amendment, walking in strapped with AR-15s and AK-47s to make some um, carry and conceal uh, laws about the Second Amendment, and they got the right to do this. Nobody shoots them. You see what right. I'm saying? Because they're, because they're part of the white privilege. That's the part of their white privilege. I can walk into an Applebee's and people say, oh, wait a minute. You know, maybe he's just making a point. A black man picks up a freaking BB gun in a Walmart, which he's getting ready to purchase, and the cops immediately come in and shoot him. Now, imagine you, and that, you know, so imagine six black men showing up to an Applebee's strapped with AR-15. Can you imagine the police response to that? You see what I'm right. saying? And yeah. that's the conversation and that's the social dynamic. You know, I got to go. I got to charge my phone. I got another interview to do. But hey, I appreciate your time, man. Definitely, brother. Hey, Tommy Bottoms, writer, producer, and um, a man, uh, uh, the, the brainchild of Educated Gangster 101, Georgia Me. Man, I can't thank you and Abyss and Tommy enough, man. The, the play goes down October 9th and 11th. At the Porter Sanford Performing Arts Community Center, 3181 Rainbow Drive. You know, you know, it, it's a trip, and I think Dugar spoke to it with his question, and I think it's amazing. I go through it as an artist. You know, I, I've been on TV more than a lot of people. You know, and it's amazing to me that sometimes people just don't know. Like what, what do you what do you say to that abyss? I mean, you've been on national TV. I think you you even spoke to it a little bit earlier. Like you know, I did Def Jam and went back to work the next day. So like, how do we get people to know, you know, the fabulous talent that that is you guys and 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 even even myself. Like, do we do we have more control over that now with with pieces like Educated Gangster? Yeah, I think. Um, what we have to realize is the duality within this art form, be it spoken word or whatever that you're doing. The art is to afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. And when we do that, sometimes you have to go get that conversation of between niggas and black people and or, or black people, niggas, crackers, honkies, and all of this. Like, all of that really don't even matter at some point in time, but we took belief in all this stuff. And when we don't get the balance, man, we done seen it. It, it, it was the we we were the break of that. We were the break of that. Like we we watched crack come. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We saw what it was before crack, and then after crack, it's like damn, because you can find post slavery in books. Post crack, post Jim Crow is not books. You got to get it from the griots. This is why right. educated gangster. This is a poignant time for this to happen. And this is how, it, like, hell, if we could have did it when we wanted to do it, it wouldn't have been on time. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's why I say it wrote itself. 
it wrote itself and all the 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 trials and tribulations, whatever we, the triumphs and the tribulations, whatever we went through brought us to this point where we at right now, to the point sure. where we, hey, we get a chance wanna... to see you re- representing Rodney, even on the spoken word tip. And that's, that's a blessing, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm Southern. Y'all know I'm Southern. Y'all know I'm Southern. Y'all know I'm Southern. Y'all know I just ain't going to interrupt y'all. Y'all know I'm Southern. Okay. <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> I was say, and, and what we're doing right now, we're promoting, we're pushing, and we need everybody to promote and push. We don't ask enough for people to promote and push our mm-hmm. causes. We ask yes. them to come out, but it's more than just to come out. Support everything that we're doing that you believe that it's right, that you have a problem with. There are so many ways to fight and support. So I feel like, you know, yeah, you host a show on a TV, on a network that is in every home with no cable. You feel me? And you should have a HBO special, a Showtime special, a Star special. I'm waiting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and it's coming, it's, though. I know it's coming. I know it's coming because you're one of the best. I mean, you're the bishop of comedy, nigga. You know, you have deeper purpose. <laughs> you motivational. You know what I'm saying? You are. So I know that it's relatable, bro. <laughs> and the righteous are in demand. The people are tired of the bullshit. The people are tired of being, you know, uh, treated like they stupid. They want to be elevated. They want to have something to admire and, and, and enjoy and, and really live what they, they pray about, which is joy in the Holy Ghost. What are y'all? They just miserable around here. All the music is suicide. All the women are, are, are horrible, <laughs> cute, violent, helpful. You know what I'm saying? It's just amazing. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's like a zombie righteous, party. <laughs> where, where, where are the righteous Beautiful women. Here I am. Well, the intelligent, awesome, amazing, righteous men. Their bitches. That's why I mean, there are so many brothers in 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 not in Rodney and 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 and, and Tommy Ford and there's so many people that I'm like I know directly that are examples of righteousness. And that's what we need to be. And that's what we need to promote. It's not about perfection. It's not about you not having no sins or no or no vices. It's about you doing your best. About us pushing us to be our absolute best at all times. You're not going you gonna to fall short, but know that you should seek it. You should strive. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Educated Games is about. When, when I grew up, being the smartest, being aware, you know, uh, as we say, being conscious was the thing to be. You didn't want to be an adult. You wanted to wake up. You didn't want to be sleeping. You know what I'm saying? And now mm-hmm. they're just in a, a, a molly haze. You know what I'm saying? If you ever walk in a club that's one of them clubs and everybody look like zombies, oh, that hurts my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. We're not addressing. We're just letting our children kill themselves when they're 25 years old. Hell no. 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 We can't do it. And we can't sit around 20 years from now talking about, oh, look at what they did. And I, No, I ain't doing it. Not on our watch. This is our effort. This is our weapon. We're going to get it in every way we can. Yeah, we're doing educated gangster, but we are all amazing entities that got our own platforms and missions where we spread our ministry. And that's what it's about, you know. And, I mean, we coming. It's it's, it's, it's it's so my belly is on fire for me, y'all. I'll be like, every day something amazing is happening. Without yep. it's always gonna be some petty shit, but that's petty shit. You know what I'm saying? We are we are we are royalty. We don't deal with the petty and the peasant. So we ready, Rodney, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know. That's why we all and I'm grateful that when I met you, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? You were so real, and you seen the the potential for transition and transcendence. And that's why you put me at Michael Carly's spot and took me to the comedy union and allowed me to get down. Because a lot of people don't understand that this poetry thing go everywhere, not yeah. just in poetry spots, not just in cafes. It can and does go everywhere. And when I mean I've done the strip clubs, the churches, the comedy shows, the the uh, the vacation retreats, you name it, the corporate events, Broadway. There's no venue this spoken word hasn't been. It just has to be the right poetry in the right place. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, let me tell you something. It's always eye-opening when I get a chance to talk with you, Georgia Me Abyss. You know I'm a fan. Uh, Tommy Bottoms uh, is an awesome human being. And, you know, I said this, and I say this all the time. When I was about 35, I relegated myself. I was like, you know, I probably ain't going to meet no new friends. You know, because, you know, you're 35. You probably know all the people that's worth a damn in your life for the rest of your life. <laughs> right. But, but I, was, I was incredibly wrong about that. Uh, and I count, I count all of y'all as friends. I'm excited about this production. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Uh, the theater festival, the Atlanta Black Theater Festival, is going down at atlbtf.org. Or you can go to educatedgangster101.com. And uh, I, I just want to thank y'all for coming on today, man. This, this has been an eye-opening experience, some real-life conversations. Shouts out to Daniel Dugar for calling in. Me and him about to go to Korea next week for 10 days and uh, a, a entertain the troops out there. And um, any final words? I'm, I'm going to take you first, Abyss, and then I'm going to let Georgia me give me her final word. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing y'all out there October 9th, uh, October 11th. Y'all come through, Educated Gangster 101. And uh, don't forget to log on to natturnertech.net, all right? This is Abyss, a.k.a. Pimp Night Felonious Nigga, all one word, no last name. <laughs> I'll let you play. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Just. Just to reiterate, um, please, please, please come out. If you can't make it, send a representative. Tell your folk, Porter Sanford Theater, October 9th and 11th, Educated Gangster 101 uh, at 9 p.m. Please be on time, people. Um, and we're going to have a good time. Come enjoy yourself. Come be liberated. Um, have your mind, you know, tweaked and sparked. That's what we're here to do. And, you know, sign up at natturnertech.net. I am Madam T.D. Beautiful, your president, and I, I shall see you in class. On Thursday and Saturday. I love it. I love it with a passion. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. Get educated, gangster. No, not at all. I just know a little bit, but a lot of shit. And what you call know it all, I call passionate. Tell me if you bullshit, I'm passionate. I'm not having it. You want to argue with me? Better make sure that you're accurate. See, I did do my undergraduate at the university arrogance where I got straight A's and being an asshole. So I'm the very first one to know that in my pursuit of truth, oftentimes I can come off a little bit obtuse. <laughs> but that's why I made it my personal goal to go out and see if I can pull off the impossible. See if I can target an artist to smarten up the market. Properly price, place, and promote this product and push it to the people and build my brand and expand off into a franchise and redefine what it truly means to be... A wise guy. See, I'm an acapella good fella. Just watch how I can make smart the new game.
Have a good day, Sasha.